everyone, and welcome to Indie Film Review, where we review independent feature films or short films. But this week we have a feature for you. I am Dan, <laughs> and um, that's Jared. Hi. Um, this week we are going to be reviewing a film called Void. Not to be confused with The Void or, or Void or <laughs> Voidtastic or Twitter. Uh, <laughs> that's right oh get fucking roasted tweeter yeah so, there's a lot of movies called void it's a good title for a film that's what i'll say this was sent to us by excuse me if i um butcher your name but it's vibhav gatani um he is the director producer uh actor like one of the lead actors director yeah. of photography editor and co-writer of this fend independent film independent film from india wow india yes dan did we do our speaking exercises before no the we film? did not shelly shall she shall spider she sure so what were you gonna um, tell me what I was going to say before you rudely did your job and uh, introduced uh, the film and everything was uh, if you search Void Ice Escape Films. Oh, yeah. It's a, Ice a much films. easier way to find this movie. Because uh, like I said, there's a lot of films called Void. But anywho, yeah, we're going to review that film. Dan, what is Void about? In your own words. Oh, so mm, <laughs> Void is about a couple... Well, it's about a woman who wants to get pregnant, and she's kind of mm -hmm. it's it's putting a strain on her marriage, yep. and um, things happen, and she goes to see a shaman as a last resort to get a baby, and um, wow, so shit gets real. Shit gets real really quick, and <laughs> just shaman things happen, and we'll we'll talk about them yeah. soon. But Jared, questions? Okay, were you bored with this film at all? You know what? This movie was kind of slow, but I wasn't bored. Okay, that, that, was that's kind of what I was it. addressing. It was very yes. slow until it's not slow anymore, and you're like, "Wait, what?" Oh what? my! <laughs> and because so, you know what? There's like stuff happening within the first 15 minutes of this film. You don't even really have to wait to the 30 minute mark to yeah. get like the crazy shit that happens. It's interesting because it really goes from like. Like, whenever we're in shaman time, the shit gets fucking lunatic crazy. And then when we kind of go back down into this very serious drama mm -hmm. about relationships and, and, like, how other people are dealing with different... It's almost like I have my trauma, I have things going on, but am I considering what my partner or what other people are going yeah. through? It's like two different things kind of battling it out. And I don't necessarily, I don't think it did a bad job doing that. No, it didn't. It, like it, it held, it holds your attention despite it being slow. Like, I, I don't think slow is an insult to this movie. I just want people to know that it is like a slow burn. Like you have to kind this of. It's a drama first yeah, before anything. Drama, but then it's, whenever it goes into the other genre, whatever we would call it, it's like really, <laughs> really that. <laughs> like, yeah. What would we call that genre? Like ritualistic insanity? Horror? horror, yeah. Yeah, like thriller horror kind of. I think for for the budget of this film, I think they've did an amazing job with the effects, the mm -hmm. locations, like where mm -hmm. the shaman lady lives. Yeah. That was a really cool awesome. uh shot or like series of like uh in interior shots. I love the wizard photo. Mm -hmm. There's like an old man wizard on the wall. <laughs> They cut to it constantly, and uh, it made me so happy to see it. Okay, question for you, Dan. How did you feel about, hmm, how do I say? I guess the love triangle between, I don't know if it's necessarily that, but like the 
the intertwining of all these people's problems kind of coming together. Overall plot is that would that be a better yeah, a better yeah, yeah. way to say it? Um, it was interesting because each one of those, each one of the characters that are introduced have their own payoff in terms of like mm. they they talk about like a loss or or they talk about their problems and how they have to address them and eventually they do address them like the guitar mm. player next door calls his dad, the woman may have a baby, so the writing I, was very interesting. I think. Well, how did you feel about some of the camera work okay. in this film? So, um, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, the <laughs> the right third in in the composition, like the rule of thirds, is used a lot, which I don't mind. But it just it it became so noticeable to me that like every single time that the woman is framed, like she's always occupying the right third of the screen really yeah. it's very interesting That's um, something i didn't think about while watching but was something that really drew my attention is the panning of the camera back and forth when the whenever there's a two-person conversation because mm-hmm. a lot of these conversations go on for a while and they they don't really cut away they yeah. just let them go which is what i really liked but you're not getting these like dynamic shots it's just kind of like sweeping over them but there's a few scenes where that's used and it's amazing mm-hmm. it's so so cool especially to show like a character's isolation where it's like she's talking with the guitarist neighbor and then he asks her a question about like hey are you thinking about having kids or whatever and it kind of slowly pans and cuts to her and mm-hmm. she's in the right third like you said yeah. kind of like framed up but he's completely cut off from the screen like she's isolated and alone and and, and she starts and talking th- about the uh, sound goes out at that point too. Like yes. she's just zoning out. She's not paying attention to him. I liked it. Uh, what did you think about some of the shaky cam in this? Uh, I loved it. Um, it's, cinematography in general, like um, Gatani, he did a great job with all the hats he was wearing. Um, I was very impressed, especially like with the, the scenes that he's part of, like whoever mm-hmm. was doing the filming for him there, you can feel him in it. It's, it's interesting. Like his, mm. his, what, what's the word I want to use there? His, uh, his signature, I guess. Mullet. Yeah, his mullet. Oh my God. You can feel his <laughs> mullet radiating throughout the film. He has an amazing mullet in this movie and uh, mad respect. I wrote mullet master as soon as I saw it. And I was like, respect, <laughs> respect. You love to see it. Dan, do you have any questions for me? I feel like I've just been asking you um, questions. Yes, Jared. And you're not you're not contributing this relationship podcast. Yes, Jared. Don't yes, Jared me. Think about how I feel. Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. You were playing on the 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 theme yeah. of the movie. I see. I see. Yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. Um, how how did you feel about the the insane horror that we're going to be talking about soon? Like. Was it I jarring? I liked it a lot. A little bit, but I, I thought it was very welcome yes. because it kept my attention. Uh, it really got me invested in the movie. And it it was a little confusing at times because there's a certain thing I want to bring up that I'm like, was this something that was implied or did I just fill in a gap where there was none and I made up a part of the plot that didn't even happen? Mm. Um, so that'll be safe for spoilers, but it's it at least got me thinking a lot of like, what is going? Cause like, Oh, I can't even say, I can't even say. 
So there was some fun things that they did with the camera as well, where there was a scene, it was like a black and white scene, mm-hmm. and it was just the candle, yeah, that was and rad. then they have them dancing, I think it was near towards the end, mm-hmm. and then as they're dancing, it starts to come into color, and I'm like, that was really, really cool. Yeah. It was so strange. They do a lot of like interesting things like that, but I mean, like a lot of this movie is a woman sitting on her couch. Yes. In, or in like the third a man of at a table. <laughs> yes, and so... Obviously, they don't have a lot for the location shots. This film, they do go to a lot of different places, but I think it's such, uh, it speaks volumes to how how good this movie is because it does still keep your attention. Yes. Even with having this these same shots over and over again. And like, the house itself was like a really nice house. Like, all mm-hmm. that furniture was oh, like yeah. very Their bedroom art, was awesome art deco-y, too. nice looking, yeah. Was jumping out, like jumping, because I, I, I think, we talked about this with another film previously, but like having the the English and uh, their their native language, which I, I believe they're from India, mm-hmm. um, like interspersed in the film, that wasn't really an issue for you, right? No. When you were like following the film, no. Like, I mean, I, I feel like yeah. that's just kind of how they talk, like yeah, English. There, maybe there's just not there's certain words they just don't have, yeah. So they just say it in English. That or English just has been just become part of their vernacular because they have to use yes. it for for business. Just to like English is such a culturally relevant language across a lot of different countries for trade purposes, for business purposes, like for a lot. Like foreign countries learn English more than we learn foreign stuff in America. Yeah, I know. Like most of the countries, they can speak like two or three languages, yeah. and you just grow up here knowing only English, and, pretty much, and some high school Spanish, basically. Which I should have taken more seriously. I yeah. really wish I knew how to speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking wasted that. Oh, I'm so dumb. Anyways, <laughs> Dan, uh, without further ado, because I feel like the real meat of this movie is in the spoilers. Oh, I yes. want to get to it. So, There's so okay. many interesting things to talk about. Before we spoil it, though, um, I don't know if this film is out yet. Is it? I think it's just in the film circuit right yeah. now, as far as I understand it. The, um, but the, again, if the you email go, if you said to, that they were looking for a distributor, but I don't know if that's come to fruition yet. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I know the trailer's out there, so go check out uh, Icescape Films Void if you want to go see the trailer or learn any more about the film. Okay, Dan, hmm. we have this lady. She yes. wants to get pregnant. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. She's, she's tried everything. Yes. Or has she? Because she refuses she to hasn't, get um, in vitro, yeah. basically. Yes, she won't do that, and she won't adopt. Yes, and she gives a not a good reason, but I can understand her reasoning mm-hmm. for not wanting to adopt. She's like, I want it to come from me, basically, is what she was saying. Like, I want that parental instinct, and she's afraid if she adopts, she won't feel the same way about the child than that she would with. A child she gives birth to. And I'm like, okay, fine. Then do in Yeah, in but the way she phrased it was a little bit given... was a bit weird to me. Like she she's like, well, yeah, why do I yeah, want to take somebody yeah. in that was already rejected by their parents? It's like, ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's certain times where these characters are not as sympathetic. Yeah. It's maybe the filmmaker wanted them to be. Um But yeah, we have that. And it's so Throughout that, throughout the entire rest of the film, I'm a little annoyed because it's like you have you go through such lengths with this shaman and all the bad things that the shaman makes you do. Where I'm like, you could have there's you had two simple solutions well, okay. right there, yes. and she refuses them. But she goes to a 
pregnancy psychology doctor i guess yes. like is his title and this this medical professional says uh-huh. hey big, I, dan why don't you do big bunny ear quotes <laughs> he's like hey uh, i'm gonna hypnotize you and um we'll try to figure it out oh it doesn't work well okay I am a medical medical professional. I just want to put that out there, and um, I'm going to refer you to this woman from Norway, um, who practices shamanism, and like what? <laughs> so, okay, this leap in logic is a little strange. So she goes, she's she's done like religious gatherings and and ceremonies and all this other stuff, uh, and none of that's helped her with her fertility issue. And then this hypnosis doctor is like, I believe that basically the reason why you can't have kids after looking at your packet, like this little folder for maybe, I don't know, 10 seconds, (laughs) he goes, uh, you have past trauma and that's because that's why you're not having a kid. So, um, he hypnotizes her and this is a really great scene because Mm -hmm. she starts saying some pretty crazy shit about how like. Uh, she was raised by this woman and it, it, it like maybe implied she was doing some kind of dark stuff in the past. Yeah. And we don't really touch on that again. And I thought that was going to be more of a fo- focus of the story. It really doesn't come up again. And then instead of being like, okay, you know what? We've really made a lot of progress. Let's keep doing these sessions because this is my job and I want money. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if he's a real doctor, why wouldn't he get just keep treating this woman until she got pregnant or until she got tired of it. But instead he immediately refers her to someone. It, that makes no sense to me. That really <laughs> is strange. Medical professional. I, I didn't understand it. But anyways, <laughs> the shaman woman is very interesting because she has her own backstory yes. too, right? Yeah. Do you remember what it is? She, um, she came to uh, India to like basically marry this guy. So her name is blue skies. And the mm-hmm. guy that she marries is um, Rainforest. Rainforest, and <laughs> basically he he's a piece of shit, and he he doesn't treat her like he should. And he's she starts to realize in in this this relationship that oh I kind of fucked up, and these people are doing really crazy things, and I don't want to do it anymore. So she mm-hmm. kind of eliminates herself from that relationship, and kind of is hold up in this really cool shack looking thing. And, um, she's supposed to not be there because she's not a Indian citizen, you know? Oh, is that what's implied? I think so. Oh, okay. Well then, okay. She goes to this woman, the shaman and the shaman's like, no, I don't do shamany stuff anymore. Shamity. I can't do it. I'm not a shamany shamany ding dong. And then she goes, but, but please. And she's like, all right, fine. Here, <laughs> take all this shaman stuff. And then she like gives her a doll, an egg, and a few other things. And the doll's supposed to represent her husband yeah. and him having big boners forever. I don't know. And um, she's like, put this somewhere dark and dry in your house. This will help you become pregnant. Yes. And I thought that was it. I thought that yeah, was you would the think. ceremony yeah. that was going to get her pregnant. No, and then she's and like, then hey. maybe something bad would happen later. She's like, hey. But no, that was step one of 36. <laughs> she's like, hey, I'm going to do the shaman stuff, but I'm also going to do other stuff. And this mm-hmm. is going to be between you and me, and you couldn't, you can't do anything. And she, she prays to Odin, because, you know, that's where she's from. Hell yeah. She has, she has crossed... Odin. 
she has crossed the um the barrier from from shamanism in the east into shamanism in Scandinavia, which is insane. Yeah. So, Jared, let's just address the the big fat shaman in the room. A shaman in the room. Um, at one point in the film, she goes to visit the shaman, and uh, Odin demands a human sacrifice. Not not just any human, a child <laughs> sacrifice. And uh-huh. you would think that there would be, you know, a, a a moment in time with this character where she's like, no, I can't do that. But there isn't. And she murders a child to get Okay, pregnant. okay, okay. <laughs> she does, yes. And you would think this is like the climax. And it's like, okay, the movie has to be over like nope. at this point. Because this is so insane. Mm-mm. Isn't it like, I think it's like an hour and eight minutes in, mm-hmm. they actually show a title card of the the name of the film, which was very weird to me. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was like after that scene. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know. But okay, getting back to this ritualistic murdering of a child so she can have a child. This is how desperate she is yeah. to have this kid. I understand that. It is also revealed that her husband had cheated on her with a woman before yes. they were married. Yes. Still bad, but they were because they were together. She, he had a child with her, and then I guess the wife, or not the wife, I guess the the woman that he had the child with passed away. Yeah, during childbirth. Yes, and so he would go and see this little girl and visit her, I guess, every now and again, Mm -hmm. but never told his, his wife. And the implication to me was that she was killing her husband's little girl. It was a son. Was it a son? Yeah, a I son. don't know. But wouldn't that have been a crazy twist? It so like, did I just make that twist yeah, up in yeah. my I, head? I think you made that up. In okay. Head. Like, because I'm like, why even have all of this if it doesn't connect? I, I, I drew dots where there were none. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. But <laughs> I mean, she reacts appropriately. Like it is a horrifying, traumatic experience for her, but she goes through with it anyway. There's an amazing scene whenever she she's done and she goes home that day or that night and um, she's like stumbling through the house. She's like she doesn't know what to do. She's like visibly shaken because she just murdered mm-hmm. somebody, which I loved that. That was really good. It was a really well written, you know, character. What arc. does she do after? Um, she has sex with her husband. <laughs> In the. Like, basically, I'm going to rape my husband and he's going to sit there being like, what's happening? Rhea, what's happening? And she just jumps on him. Like, they fuck for like five seconds. He somehow ejaculates. I don't know how he does. Because uh, he oh, looks is this... the saddest I've ever seen. And then she goes, I'm getting pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I'm so <laughs> that was that was I'm getting pregnant. <laughs> that was that was the one thing. What of, the fuck? That was the one thing in this film that I'm like, really? Okay, I guess I guess that's happening. But the shaman instructs her to say, I'm getting pregnant yes. three times, or to scream, I'm getting she, pregnant yes, three times. She is told to say that, but <laughs> How she just like jumped on top of him and he had a boner ready to go when he was just like the saddest panda I've ever seen. I don't know. It was a little <laughs> weird. I think it would have made more sense if she somehow like seduced him or tricked him or something. Yeah. Because remember there was the later on there was uh, the shaman's like, hey, you're probably already pregnant, but because we did the murder ritual and we did the hide stuff in the closet ritual. 
but just to really seal the deal and make sure that you're super duper pregnant, here's some uh, prescription juice that I have in a jug. Mm-hmm. Uh, take was the it, prescription juice home. Was, she called it something like I almost thought it was ayahuasca or something. I don't know, but she's like, listen, just take a little bit of it. It's going to make you feel great. It's going to make him feel great. Don't drink too much of it or it will kill you. Yes. And I'm like, damn, we're going to need exact measurements on how much I should be drinking of this and not just like take a little bit. Because when she fills up both the glasses, it already looks like there's a lot. Mm. And then she puts a bunch more for her husband. So is that implying that she killed him? No. Or is it because of the cigarette thing? So it's like, what, well, no, the, which, the cig- what really the, did it? The cigarette thing is what did it. So, okay. We're, we're not even talking about, we're not even talking about the weird fucking musician that lives next door. Uh, <laughs> like, you mean the boy toy? Uh, yeah. uh, Vivek? Vivek? Vivek, yeah. Who, um, as soon as he opened the door, I'm like, whoa, hot neighbor <laughs> alert. I know what's going on here. This guy's going to well, fucking they, they keep wow. Hint, they keep hinting Maria, at it for constantly. Sure. They hint oh, at absolutely. it so much. Anyway. Um, so the, the husband finds the fucking weird ass doll that she hid in his dresser and, um, he does nothing with it at first, but then at the end he takes it out again after like, he just had an amazing night of dancing with her. They need to have sex. And, um, mm-hmm. he smokes his cigarette, his post non-coital cigarette. And, um, he puts the cigarette out in the doll. But why would he do that? Because he's just poo-pooing shamanism. He's like, this is just, mm. this is all bullshit, whatever. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. I can't believe she did this. Like, he, So he's kind of doing it in defiance. But that transports him or his consciousness, mm-hmm. a physical representation of his consciousness to the shaman lady's house. And now he is tied up and they're going to murder him ritualistically. And they do. Mm-hmm. And then... Rhea wakes up the next day and her husband is dead next to her. So it's like, what? <laughs> so she got her wish. She got pregnant, but, but you know, the other question, the question I have, did. the question I have is if that was not real or real, like, you know what I mean? Like was whenever she did it, was that real? And then, Oh yeah. She killed a kid. Yeah. And, <laughs> So the shaman has like these other people who can just kidnap children and yes. get away with it apparently. And they can just murder this little boy. It, I almost wanted to see like the aftermath of Rhea having this child mm. and like the guilt she has to feel about basically yeah. getting her husband murdered and murdering this other little kid just so she can have a kid, man, the real, wow. It's, and then, like we said before, everybody... So, the shaman calls back Rainforest and tries to get back together with him, or that's what I think is being Oh, yeah, that, yeah and then, that wasn't great either. Sad. And then, <laughs> then, the, um, then the, the boy toy next door calls his dad because they had a heart-to-heart about, like, oh, losing people yeah. sucks. And I, I don't, like... This movie is entertaining, but what makes it entertaining i wanted more of like i wanted more explanations for this this mm. insane ritual that's happening i feel like some of the emotional marks miss because of the child like the child murder mm-hmm. really takes away any sympathy you have for ria yeah and kind of makes you want her to just see the consequences of her actions which is kind of what she gets 
with the husband dying, but like I would have liked to have seen her like get thrown in jail. I mean, like the shaman doesn't deserve a great story, but also again, like only in movies do bad people get punished for the things that they yes. do, right? So, um, but then it's like at that point, do you want to even see a scene where the shaman lady calls her ex, her shitty ex boyfriend? It's like, oh, I want to be back with you. like. I don't know if we really care about no. that at that point. I, well, mean, I mean, I care about her as a character, but not about this piece of shit. I think it's speaking she's to also a bad I think person. I think it's I speaking know. to the, the, the film's title. Like all the characters had a void that needed yes. to be filled. So the main one was the pregnancy or the failed pregnancy. And all the other ones were just kind of outliers, but they needed to have some form of closure, I guess, to make the, the mm -hmm. title make sense. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final thoughts. What do you think? I, I wish I wish this film was out so I can say go see this now because it it <laughs> blew my mind. Um, definitely. Well, she, if you've listened already and you haven't seen it, you got the spoilers. But yeah, we kind of yeah we spoil it. I feel a little mixed on this movie, but overall it was enjoyable and just strange. Yes. And you can't go wrong with that. Honestly, this is just a weird movie. Yeah. <laughs> Very bizarre. Was not expecting what I saw, but but I like it. Was, it. I it mean, was, keep making weird films. It was I it was mean, it was, I, it was, it was refreshing. I will say that. Like I've mm -hmm. seen, like just to me, the the whole pregnancy thing is overdone. This yeah, this was not cliche. It was incredible in, in terms of took it into yeah, a new direction. Where yeah, it, sure. where it took it for sure. Oh, okay. So just questionable motives. Yes. I think that's probably the thing I have the biggest issue with is character motivation. Why are these characters doing the things that they're doing? Okay, there you go. Uh, all right. Thank you all for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Dan, uh, please give us the plug. Yes, you have Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You have Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. And you can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon as well if you would like to give us a dollar or um, a one dollar, a, th a three dollar uh, donation, mm -hmm. one-time donation, or you can subscribe. But there's a five-dollar tier for filmmakers who are on our list and they want to get their film reviewed faster because our list is huge. Um, we bump up your film to a shorter list and. Um, that's $5 to do that. Just one time $5 donation. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. So we have a pay Patreon and we have a paypal.me slash indie film review. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, you know, yeah. really defeat them by giving on the political stage, <laughs> by giving them a podcast they've never heard of. <laughs> all right. Appreciate you, Dan. You got the final word. I wouldn't wish I wouldn't wish this podcast on my greatest enemy. <laughs>
keeping good humor and a joke on their lips as all they know and love crumbles away. The chanting of cults, the corruption of mortals, the nightmares of the cosmos and the whispering of dark gods all awaits you in Gunpowder, Treason, No Plots, a 5th edition D&D podcast. Be sure to listen on any of your favorite podcast providers. Part of the Necropoticon Network. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen.